You're listening to the Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark, and his hangers on, Paul Ryan Alcock and Mandy Pellet. Music and news for South Gloucester. Well, she's just arriving at Is the she moment. Coming? Is she pulled up outside? Yeah, she's here. I think Emily's going to go and let her in. You know what this is about, don't you? This is all about making an entrance. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's all about an entrance. You I like the way you said entrance. Entrance. Who says it like that? The Welsh. Do they? Uh, they put gaps in their words. Do they? Yeah. Like you... the stereo... 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 Phonics. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, Mandy Pellet's going to be here in... Well, she's actually here. She must be just walking. I just saw the dog jumping up at her, as he, he does. She's in the hall. She's in the hall. Come on in, Mand. Come on, she's putting her face on. She's putting her face on. There she Come is. Come on. She was nearly, nearly on time then. Oh, you're so close. She's what? What was that, a bit of finger? <laughs> dog, I don't know. I think she was doing a rude sign to you. Oh, no, the dog bit her finger. Did Sorry. He? Oh, did he really? You should have kicked him. <laughs> That's what I do. How are you, anyway? Yes. Don't forget to speak in... Come come a bit closer. Hello. Blimey, she smells like a Timothy advert. Oh, really? You're looking a bit foxy today. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sorry. I was just... We've worked out that if you rest your nose on the mic... Yeah. Then... Yeah. Oh, that's... Hey, you said... Oh, you said good. It only only works if you've got a small nose. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I've only... I've got a big one, so it doesn't work. So what have you been doing this week then, Armand? Um... Mostly working for um, Cordial for, AV. Oh, is that your uh, is that your chap's company or your company? Well, it's, he's your... the proprietor officially, but right. obviously I'm the boss. Oh, really. of course you are, <laughs> being the lady. So what do you do there then? Oh, I'm back office support. Um, I've been arranging all the um, interviews and filming appointments because he's full on. He's got the Heart of Gloucester Community Awards next yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. He's had over 30 finalists to film for that. Wow. And the Apprenticeship Awards are next Thursday, so he's been filming apprentices all over Gloucestershire as well. Fantastic. That's a job I'd love to do that. Yeah. So I would I've been love that job. Coordinating all the appointments and that kind of stuff and doing lots of disc duplication. Oh, have you? Yeah. Copying. Yeah, sort of printing and duplicating CDs and DVDs. Oh, who's got a phone? That's me, I think. <laughs> Shh, don't tell Paul him. Just hit it his was phone. me, no, let him think it <laughs> let, let him let him think it was him. Oh right. That's fine. <laughs> oh right, okay. So oh, that sounds like a dream job you've got. It's all right. I don't get paid though. <laughs> oh, well, you do because sort of. yeah, but yeah, it's it's a you get paid in love, in love, <laughs> exactly, an appreciation, <laughs> and, <laughs> and what? You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what you've been doing, our Paul, been down the docks. Yep, another hard week down there. Oh, nice in the sunshine though. Lovely, lots of water, water. Of course, you know about the water. You know what kids love. Yeah, water. water. <laughs> Be careful here. Yes. <laughs> just thinking, thinking that as I said it. I think it's time for a song. Actually, what, um, already? No, yeah, that yeah. can't be right. Yeah, I think it might be. I don't know. Go I on don't then. know. So we got a good. Uh, we got a good lineup today. We got a bit Jesse J, but a Petula Clark downtown PhD. I won't let you down. Abba, money, money, money. Frank Sinatra, Mac the Knife. Bit of a Run DMC. Walk this way. And then a few more if we get a chance, including the number one, which is uh, Rob. How do you say it? Robin Thicky. I think <laughs> yeah. it's Robin Thick. Robin Thick featuring. Heard it, I've heard them say Thick as well on the radio. I don't know. Robin Thick featuring T.I. and Farrell. Oh, rude, rude video. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen the video. Yeah, there's a censored <laughs> version as well, isn't there? Yeah, that's. No, I don't watch that. Are these the guys that were on Graham Norton last night? Might have been. Yeah. Pharrell really? and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I'll, 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 we'll watch the video whilst you. <laughs> Actually, you can play the rude video because the viewers won't. Well, they won't the see viewers, it. The viewers, the viewers <laughs> the won't listen. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh, we got uh, at nine thirty. We've got our very own Sean Moore, Shawny Sean, and the Sean Shawns are going to be interviewing uh, Sam from the Witchwood Festival in Cheltenham. He did that uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, and that's going to be going out at nine thirty this morning. Um, Trying to get hold of a local farmer to give his opinion on the old badger culling, actually, as well. Rich. My friend Rich. But um, we'll have to wait and see if he gets in contact. But uh, what we'll do is we'll start off uh, with well, a bit of Frank. A bit of Frank Sinatra and Mac the Knife on 7FM and me. Me. And, and me. Yes. Back in a bit. Oh, the shark has pretty teeth. And he shows them pearly white Just a jackknife has back teeth, dear And he keeps it, keeps it way out of sight When that shark bites with his teeth, dear
Parker Brothers And Hampton's bringing up the rear And Frank Sinatra next week is going to be covered by Monkey Face at the uh, Quesley... Is it Fun Day or Quesley Show? Fun Day. Fun Day, day. Fun Day. Are you, uh, are you going to be doing that one? Um, no. No. <laughs> no. I don't... I, Frank Sinatra's all right. It's... Oh, it's I don't know. It's dated to me. It's dated. Uh, we got a special guest in the studio today, haven't we? It's Mandy. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's Little Emily. How are you? Oh, she's not sh- shy at going Aww. forward, is she? Are we going for the R vote here? Yeah. Aww. Oh, I tell you what, the webcam's not plugged in. Oh, good. <laughs> right, Emily, carry on. see Paul's legs. Carry on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carry on, Emily, while your dad's fixing that. So I've just I've just plugged the webcam in, um, and you will be able to see Paul's legs on the webcam. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, or logs, as they are sometimes known. I'll put my trousers back on. If you could, that'd be great. <laughs> so what are you doing in here this morning, Em? Um... I don't know. Don't Barry's know. away. Barry's like, away. It's like your dad then. So you, <laughs> exactly, yeah, you're not wrong there. So you're filling Barry's space, are you? Yeah. Oh. Actually, you need quite a few of you to fill Barry's <laughs> yeah, space. Yeah, need at least four of you. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so what have you been doing this week then? Not much. Okay. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, um, I'm going on the brownie camp <gasps> today. Are you? Ooh. And where are you going to be doing that? Um, well, I'm going at one. Yeah. And then we'll sleep. Yeah. And then I'm coming home at eleven tomorrow morning. Wow. You're not doing anything else in between? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it'd be Massive. boring otherwise, wouldn't it? Massive we'll party. Do, we'll do a bit of washing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good Washing up. <laughs> so you, you know, the long winter nights must fly by in your house. You go oh, to on. camp, <laughs> you go to sleep, you wash up and then you come home. Basically. Oh, we do cooking as well. And cook. Oh, yeah. Any Dull the first two nines. <laughs> cleaning? <laughs> Any cleaning? Mm, I think we wash up after we've cooked. Right, okay. This is, this is a child... <laughs> you're sending <laughs> on a child sleeve camp, aren't you? <laughs> does your dad... Does a lady give your dad some money in an envelope when you come home? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay then. So, uh, you're going to be doing other stuff, though, aren't you? You're going to be singing Gingangooli. Do you sing that? No. Okay. That's They're just an R day. Oh, yeah, there any cubs or is it all just brownies? Brownies. It's just brownies. Mm. So, and are they just girls at brownies or are there any boys? No, it's just girls. Because what's that about? Because when we, we were over in the old studios over there, we did a thing with um, St. Barnabas cubs and there were some girls in the I cubs. Know. I don't understand that. I don't. Our daughter joined the cubs because 
our son was in it when she was about eight. Oh, well, that's age. fair enough. You've got, you've Tim got a reason. Tim didn't like it because he used to do father and son camp every September yeah. with Oliver. And he said it's not the same when the girls go because then the mums start going. Oh. And then they, because the dads just let the boys get muddy and get up to all sorts. Plastic. And the mums, they're going, you're getting dirty and oh. stopping them from doing things. I wouldn't want that. Would you? No. Have one to be no. no, it's boys only when I was in the cup, yeah, was it? Yeah, it should be mm. boys only. It should be. But I suppose under some probably European ruling, you're not allowed to say boys only. Mm. But then saying that, that means that if I wanted to go into the ladies' toilets, I could. <laughs> well, if you remember last week, we were trying to get a, I was going to say a <laughs> legging, which is completely the wrong <laughs> phrase to bar his wife's women's oh, rugby. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were, weren't we? We were. This is why I said legging's probably the wrong phrase well, probably to Probably is but, the wrong um, phrase, but it's very discreet. <laughs> you could do a David Wallins and turn up and say, I'm a lady. Can I'm I join your lady. rugby team? Yeah. He does do that anyway. <laughs> I do, yes, yeah, I do. On a Friday night. Trying to give it up, actually, to be honest. <clears throat> so, we've got news coming up today. Um, we've got stuff going on. What's happening? So, we've got the Badger, or the Anti-Badger Cold music video we'll talk about. Uh, makeover at Gloucester Keys to make it look less like Asda. I bet Asda really <laughs> liked that statement. Um, ten things to do in Gloucestershire this weekend. Um, Cheltenham plane crash. Yeah, was Very it you? No, I thought of you. <laughs> I, had a, I had two text messages of numbers I didn't know. <laughs> Was one of them you? No. I, one of your phone <laughs> numbers in my phone, but I had two. One of them saying, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw... <laughs> well, then I got another one but off one number, and then I got another one off another bloke saying, um, I wasn't sure this was you, but then when I saw it was a 76-year-old, I knew it <laughs> yeah, was. That, I, that made me look twice. Elderly man crashes plane. The first, <laughs> you were the first person I thought of. <laughs> but I went, up to, uh, I went up to Gloucester Airport yesterday um, to talk about... Well, not to talk about, actually, to do my air law exam, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, and we were talking about the, res- the rescue um, uh, system that that plane had installed by a company... It was either by a company called BRS Aviation or Aerospace. But basically, it's got, a, it's got a rocket in it which fires up a parachute out of the plane when it becomes mm. something wrong with it. Well, so I asked them if they knew, and they said, we got no inside information on what happened, he said. So but it worked, obviously. He said, I said, wouldn't he? He said, to be honest, it's a really good system, he said, but we couldn't use it here because it'd be going off all the time. Just <laughs> <laughs> you and you your lesson. <laughs> it's not going, pressing the button. I've seen your last landing on video. Yeah, it would have gone off then, wouldn't it? Oh, blimey. You have control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, I'm out of control. Um... But yeah, I mean, it was uh, there was a video as well on the on the BBC website of. of um, but one of the things I did note, he was on final approach into Gloucester. So all I'm going to say is, what was he doing over down Hatherley? Or was it up Hatherley? I don't know whereabouts in Cheltenham was. Are you suggesting he was coming in the wrong way? He wasn't. He was well off. Was he in the wrong quadrant? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we were talking See, about like this earlier on. elderly drivers, it's going at the motorway the, the wrong, wrong way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that sort of thing. Well, I, I think he was just off a little bit. But, I mean, 76? Mm. That's a bit old to be flying, isn't it? Well. It's a bit old to be driving. Presumably. <laughs> you have to have a medical every year if you're over, over, 50, over 50, actually. Over 50? Yeah. We are George, yeah. Ha ha. Two years. I get away with two years uh-huh. in the moment. Two years before they certify you insane. They, um, yes. You can't fly. I can't fly ever again. Um, so I went up there to do my air law exam, which is a, one of the hardest bits of flying, believe it or not. The well, I did. It was easy. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> which but I failed. Let's get this oh, out of the no. way. Let's I get know. it out of the way. I've already had 10 minutes of grief oh, on no. this. And, I'm glad I was late. And <laughs> crying and <laughs> I can't believe and kissing. I can't believe I failed oh, it. Yeah. Dude. But do you know what? I failed it by two, two questions. So yeah. I got 28 right and 12 wrong. It's 75% pass mark. So it's quite a high pass mark. 
But then air law, I suppose it wants to be really. I wasn't really sure if I should have been on that side or this side, so I just went down the middle. Um, but yeah, so one, the thing is, the two questions that would have made me pass it, I wrote down wrong. I know, I, and the two questions I know that I could have got right were, what do you do? Uh, what what is the area in between two X's on a runway mean? And it means you can't. Uh, it's unsuitable for use of picnicking. Yeah, for no for um, <laughs> uh, flying machines. And the other one is what what if you have an accident or if you land somewhere and you need help? What does a V mean? You make a V out of stones. It means I need assistance, not medical. And I know that, and I put the wrong one. Oh, Andy, he's, be- he's beating himself School up over forever. it. <laughs> it is. The yeah. thing is, I'm going to do it again next Friday. Yeah. Um, but. If I get it, if I fail two more times, then I have to go to Gatwick to the civil aviation place and do it. <laughs> it was that for a public flogging. <laughs> it is, yeah, for like the other pilots <laughs> for, for a good kick in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm not going to go on about it very much more. <laughs> and maybe you're looking at the clock then when I said. I was that. just wondering how many more time times you're going to fit it in. <laughs> is it time for an ad? Break? I was just wondering if it was going to be on the end of the news. <laughs> yeah. And in breaking news this week, Andy Clark <laughs> failed his flight exam against all expectations. <laughs> no, not against. He said, he said to be gutted. <laughs> Literally. Probably won't go on about it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to do a quick ad break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark, and his hangers-on, Paul Ryan Alcock and Mandy Pellet. Music and news for South Gloucester. This is Trina, your chief flight attendant. At this point, we would normally show you where the emergency exits are. But we've decided not to. That's if there are any. There might be, or there might not. It would worry you on a plane, so why doesn't it in your own home? In the event of a house fire, it's vital you already know your escape routes. Make sure you fit a smoke alarm and test it once a week. Fire kills. You can prevent it. Oh, and you're not really supposed to smoke in the toilets, but as there's no smoke alarms, knock yourself out. In your lifetime, you'll spend 1,286 hours drying your hair, 3,620 hours in queues, and 9,800 hours stuck in traffic. All we're asking you for is one. We need volunteers to donate an hour of their time to help collect money for the Great Daffodil Appeal. The money you raise will help Marie Curie Cancer Care nurse terminally ill people in their final hours. Simply visit the Marie Curie website to sign up. The hour you donate could help someone in their final hours. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Music and news for South Gloucester. 7FM. Okay, we're going to go back to the 60s. It might be the 70s, I'm not sure. Pete would know, but this is a bit of Petula Clark now on 7FM. Back after this with Paulie, Mandy and Andy. When you're alone and life is making you lonely And Emily. Always go downtown When you've got worries All the noise and the hurry Seems to help, I know Downtown Just listen to the music Of the traffic in the city Linger on the sidewalk Where the neon signs are pretty How can you lose The lights are brighter there you can't forget all your troubles forget all your cares so go downtown things will be great when you're downtown no final place for sure downtown everything's waiting for you downtown 
Don't hang around and let your problems surround you. There are movie shows downtown. Maybe you know some little places to go to where they never close downtown. Just listen to the Right, we're back after that. So that was a lovely song. We're just talking about the air law exam. Did I mention that at all? No, I don't think so. I what happened? I mentioned it at all. Well, <laughs> I think what we'll do is we'll just do three questions, okay? Go on. So these are three <laughs> questions from the air law exam. I bet Emily gets them wrong. Only oh, she on, better not. <laughs> only on. Yeah, let's uh, let Emily answer them. See if she passes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then. So here we go. Yeah. Question: What should you do if you are given an ATC clearance that you consider to be unsuitable? Should you a amend the clearance yourself when when you read it back to ATC? Should you B, carry out the clearance and file a report upon landing? C, nothing as ATC know what they are doing? Or D, request an amended clearance from ATC? D, gotta yeah. be, absolutely got 100%. Oh, right, so you've all got that right. Oh, I'm right, <laughs> get in. <laughs> right, okay, so, so that's that one. Um, <laughs> an aircraft <laughs> shall not be flown in simulated instrument flight conditions unless it is fitted with dual controls and a safety pilot is carried in a second control seat. It is fitted with dual controls and a competent observer is carried. It is fitted with dual controls. A safety pilot is carried in a second control seat. What was the question again? A. What's the question? <laughs> An aircraft shall not be flown in simulated instrument flight conditions unless it's fitted with dual controls and a safety pilot is fitted in a second control seat. What, we, we're going for A? I reckon A. I think it's D. I'm not sure on that oh, one. Oh, I'm going to go for A. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the only one in this room that's been up in an aeroplane? <laughs> okay, and the controls. Lastly, lastly 100% here. Yeah? yeah, okay, lastly. <laughs> in, in order to carry passengers by day, the pilot in command must, as the sole manipulator of the aircraft, have made at least 
three takeoff and landings within the preceding 90 days in any aircraft, three takeoff and landings within the preceding 60 days in the same type or class of aircraft to be flown, three takeoff and landings within the preceding 90 days in the same type or class of aircraft to be flown, or one takeoff and landing within the preceding 30 days in the same type or class of aircraft to be flown. Blimey. I think it's C or D. I, I think it's C. I was going between B and C, personally. Oh, yeah. He's gone for C. How I got it right. <laughs> So that's 100%. So, right. <coughs> Let's so do you something want, else now. Do you want us to come with you for your next <laughs> yes, exam? It right, seems, so. As we seem to know more about it. <laughs> oh, that hurts <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, never mind, mate. Oh. Some, some of us Lucky are just questions. naturally intelligent. and We had the easy books. <laughs> yes, you do, actually. <laughs> that is quite funny. What's the chance of us getting 100%? Yeah, well, I don't know. They're probably not a lot. Fancy right. learning to be a pilot, man. It's obviously pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that hurts so much. Oh, dear. We better move on so let's talk as we're talking about aviation so Cheltenham plane crash investigations continue into the course so investigations are underway to discover how a light aircraft stopped mid-air above Gloucestershire and plummeted to the ground the air in accident investigation branch or the AAIB as it's known has begun inquiries about the plane crash through trees in a residential garden in Upatherley the pilot what they're doing their investigation through trees that's going to be difficult <laughs> the pilot of the Cirrus single engine plane managed to deploy its ballistic parachute system installed to guide it safely to the ground in an emergency miraculously he walked away from the managed wreckage with only minor in- injuries i reckon that's mangled wreckage personally what did i say managed did i <laughs> i meant mangled you know i like to pick people up when they get it wrong very good the 76 year old was flying to gloucestershire airport in staverton from london to pick up a colleague who had recently delivered his own plane for maintenance the plane crash landed in a back garden in lowes water close at around 10 45 a.m yesterday two miles this was the day before actually two miles from its destination emergency crews are now deliberating how and when to retrieve the wreckage gloucester chief fire officer john hall known to 7FM very well, explained that it would take up to 48 hours before they could remove the plane. He also confirmed that the fuel has been removed from the aircraft and sold on eBay. And, no. And the plane <laughs> has been secured to prevent further hang on, damage. Hang on, The plane has been secured. It's just crashed. Yes. What further damage is going to happen to it in the back what, garden? Did you not see the photo? It was hanging out of a tree. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. I'll let him off then. Um, he obviously knows what he's doing. A, yeah, spokes- a spokeswoman for the AIB said there would be a full report into the incident but not until... Actually, it's an accident, but not until they have... I know that because of my air law exam. Oh. It's not an incident, it's an accident. Did you Shady. pass your air law exam? Actually, oh, is it only someone's hurt is an accident? No, it's an accident. <laughs> but not until they've been able to gather all the evidence required in the coming months. Now, mm. one comment that uh, a colleague... or not a colleague, but uh, one of the instructors said, he knows that the engine was going when it hit the ground because if you look at the propeller it's all bent round on each blade. I think it was a three-blade propeller. Ah. Or two-blade. <laughs> or one blade. We wouldn't have one blade. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> that it's the problem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you, can, it, you can tell the engine was going when it hit the ground. So, so well, I don't know. They don't know what happened. So it'd be interesting to see, because there's no black box or, well, they're orange boxes, aren't they? No, on, on, on a little light aircraft like that. I have no idea. No. Oh. What I want to know, if the black box always survives, why don't they make the plane out of black box material? <laughs> well, because it's so small. It's a very good, very good funny joke, that. <laughs> it's an old one, I know, it's but... It's good. No, it's good. It's, it's, it's And this is the safest place to sit. In the black box. <laughs> 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 and, of course, the black box... What colour what cur- is the black box, M? Black box? Orange. Yes, very... Well, let's see, she'd have passed. Well, she watches the air crash <laughs> investigation when we don't... We watch it together, oh, don't we? really shouldn't should watch, watch that. that. <laughs> she don't want to fly anymore. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange. Very strange. I like watching it, but then it makes me not want to go in an airplane. Yeah, you'll be all right with me, though, won't you? <laughs> what? Well, hang on, you just shrugged your shoulders. Why? Oh, no. Oh, okay. 
Get out. It's better when the pilot's <laughs> anonymous, isn't it? <laughs> what's uh, what's what's your dad like driving? Does he ever break the? No, no, no. Does he ever break what? Wind? <laughs> what's he like driving? Is he the calm? Airplane. No, no, the car. Your oh. car. Is he calm and relaxed and? Sometimes he goes really fast. Does he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> but, always, but never goes by the speed limit, I'm sure. But does he ever use rude words when he's driving <laughs> towards other people? I don't know. The... I'm not really listening sometimes. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought like, say, like being in here again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she could say only other drivers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone else is staring at him. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if Farmer Rich is going to get in contact today. It'd be good if he does. So, that Farmer Rich. Yeah, Farmer Rich. He might do. Um, so, should we talk about ten things to do in Gloucestershire this weekend? <coughs> oh, you're right, Paul. We can't have coughed, yeah. chesty. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, Very kind of you to say so. My pleasure. The Gloucestershire Motor Show at Hynham Court on Saturday and Sunday is a great day out for the family. Oh, my friend's going to that. Is he? In, What's your friend's name? Uh, Sarah. Oh, is it? That's a nice name for a man. <laughs> she, I think she's, she's going in her Mini Cooper. <laughs> yeah. She's going in her Mini Cooper. What, an original one? Well, or Sarah, a Rich, BMW Sarah and Rich. No, no, it's an old, I think it's a Rich, she put it on Facebook earlier, it's a really old Mini Cooper. They take. Fantastic. Yeah. That's good. Um, there is still some time to enjoy a host of exciting events at the Cheltenham Science Festival. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds good, doesn't it? Um, if the visual arts are your thing, then Cheltenham Open Studios 2013 event kicks off this weekend. The Everyman Theatre is staging Charlie's Aunt, a rip roaring comedy for all the family. I wonder who's in that, if anyone famous is in that one. Oh, bound to be. Um, what else? Do a bit of star spotting at uh, Siren Sister Cricket Club on Sunday for an all-star game with a team of England cricketing stars and they take on Australia's finest. That'll be good, won't it? They must be, um, surely they must be retired England stars, do you think? Because they're playing oh. at the moment in the, whatever that championship is they're playing in. Gold Cup? <laughs> <laughs> Horseback Cup. cricket, yeah. Ooh. Ah, um, that's why. Your oh. mic's around the wrong way, isn't it? Hang on. I, I wish you'd <laughs> I wish you'd warm me before you pull your muff off. <laughs> that's better. Oh, um, is me muff back on now? Yes. That's better. You're back on in your straight. Cool. What else is going on there then, Paul? Well, on Sunday you can pop into the Lechlade Food and Drink Festival, where local producers will be selling everything. Oh, from chocolate to fresh fish. But oh, this sounds not like the same, that. Yeah, same pop. that sounds like that place you went yeah, to. Yeah, chocolate yeah. and fresh Stray. fish. The Strade oh, yeah. Emporium. Yes. Wait, before you got the sack from the other job you were doing. Yeah. Before you got the sack, yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about That's one thing we got in common. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> Girlfriend. <laughs> you can't get sacked working for your husband, can you? Oh, oh no, this is... Oh, no, the other one. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, I could say your husband, he, he sat you for nicking from the company, didn't he? <laughs> nicking out the till <laughs> again. Yeah. Keep nicking CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Copying them. <laughs> what else is going on then? The Gloucester Guildhall is playing the iconic film for music lovers, Good Vibrations. That's got to be the Beach Boys one, hasn't it? Got to be, got to be, got to be. And um, I, let's, let's throw the last couple to Mandy. Too. Yeah, go on, Armand. Oh, see, I used to go to the Dean Forest Railway to take pictures of the teddy bear picnics and things. Oh. It's a pack Are you still going to go? There. And just Probably take not, them? No. <laughs> Who's that, that lady's here again? With <laughs> <laughs> her camera. camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to get children to want to have their photograph taken. That's really a nightmare. Didn't want it's lollipops. Yeah. I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to traumatise you by giving this one to read. <laughs> I didn't know it had any difficult <laughs> memories for you. Blimey, no, with Mister with Mister Exam failure over there, <laughs> oh, and you and you, Mister. <laughs> I'm the only that cheerful hurts. one in here. Yeah. Well, you use the word cheerful lightly. But go, on. <laughs> go on, Armand. Uh, and you can cook the recipe of the week: um, Valentine Warner's barbecued steak with spicy chimichurri sauce. Wasn't that out of um, Mary yeah, Poppins? Mary Poppins. Yeah. Chim- chimichurri. chimichurri. <laughs> We're like brothers, aren't we? We are. 
god. And eat out at the restaurant of the week, Nando's. Oh, I like Nando's. Okay. Yeah. At the brewery in town. <laughs> do, do, come, come, come just a little bit, put your nose Touch on your it. Nose, it. Stick your nose in there. <laughs> you know so much difference. Do it, do you? No, it makes so much difference. <laughs> Thanks for that. So, are you That's going right. to any of those then? Um, probably not, no. Paulie Boy? No. Okay. I'm going to Pound Farm. Oh, Pound Farm. Oh, what are you getting? What are you getting? Potatoes. Get some, yeah. Is that like a Poundland, but for farms? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Like everything's I've a got no money anymore. No, it's... Um. Oh. <laughs> no, it's... They're good. Taters are good. Yeah. Oh, was it... We had problems with taters from there, or did we... No. Taters. Taters from there, we had taters. dodgy... Oh, I just your, planted taters. Your daughter looks like she's possessed. <laughs> Don't do that face. Do the other face. Like from The Exorcist. Do the smiley face, the scary one. Is her head supposed to go? Oh my <laughs> goodness! Is her head supposed to go around 360 degrees like that? And that's that's pea soup. She's sticking out. <laughs> oh yes, and indeed. That's scary. That's scary. Um, what else is happening? There was something else. I should write stuff down because I wanted to say something else. Oh, oh. I'm my friend is coming up. Timo, he's coming up tomorrow, and we're going to be flying aircraft around the field. Oh. I've actually mowed a runway, haven't I? Oh, this oh. is funny. Did you see this on Facebook? No. <laughs> runway 52, wasn't it? It's yeah. now in 25. operation. 25. Yeah, oh, it can't be 52, <laughs> can it? <laughs> Why not? Because it's got to be 360 or less. Oh, come on. Didn't you know that? God, you'd never hang be on, a pilot. 52 is pass. less than 360. No, that'd be 052. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And it's not 52, it's 52. Oh, I'm But sorry. anyway, it's not 52, it's 225. Right, okay. Well, I was reading. And it's not 25, it's 25. <laughs> I was looking at the picture upside down, obviously. Clearly. Yeah, he's mowed a strip of land Aww. for his model plane. Like a Brazilian. Oh, a model plane. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's what they, they like him. I'll it's just be quiet. Brazil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got to collect all the uh, extra grassy bits that are left, though, later. I'm going to have to put me, get me quad out. Do some stuff. I got because I, I mowed the field on Thursday night. I got no mowing to do today. Oh no! It takes an hour and two hours to do the f- that and the field. When will you be listening to the show again? I should be listening to it while I'm pulling the grass collector around the field. Because huh. I do listen to it again. Do you know we're on um, we're on TuneIn? Listen again as well. Are we? If you go to Seven FM, um, listen again. This show goes out. And it's all, like, it actually prints what Paul talked about, rubbish, no doubt. No, but Paul talks... Where did you get that from? I, I just make it up. Don't you oh. read what I actually... Yeah, put? sometimes. Have a look, though, because <laughs> I do take the mick sometimes, so I'm only Mandy in, was late I'm again. only interested yeah. in coming in here, pretending to be a star for two hours, then clearing up. I don't care about any of them nonsense. Those, those, are those comedy shorts? Because I, they, they keep, <laughs> because they're fresh, like, they keep catching my Sorry. eye. Sorry, <laughs> hang on, let me just... Oh, I th- no. Can you I pull th- them down a little bit? Not... Because <laughs> I'm just <laughs> frightened I might look like that, and then you might think, why is he looking now? Oh, fully- oh sorry, I forgot about Emily. They're fully, they're fully <clears throat> functional. Oh, good. <laughs> Always helps. They're not that short. When Emily goes, we can, t- we can talk about my experience at the doctor's this week as well. Oh, my word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'd dear. had all my tests back. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm all clear. Good. Um, but... <laughs> The cream route. work then. Well, I don't know about that. It's a little bit, a little bit worse than that. Um, let's play a bit of PhD, shall we? Uh, I won't let you down. This was by a record producer. What was his name? Um, Simon Cowell. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, I, he, he did two versions of it: the PhD version and he, he did his own version. That's of quite it. apt. If you've been to the doctors and you're playing PhD, isn't well, it? Was, I, that, was that a deliberate link? Of course. Oh, of course. Well, of course. As Terry Wogan would say, Mrs. Wogan doesn't like a bit of PhD on a <laughs> morning of Saturdays today on 7 a.m. And that wasn't Terry Wogan, by the way. His brother, Dave Wogan, works down the docks with Paul.
Great song there, bit of PhD I won't let you down. From the 60s, I believe. Was No, from the 60s, from the 80s. What am I saying? That was the other one. So, Paulie Boy, how would people get in contact today if they wanted to, to sort of get in contact with us, mate? Well, probably the best way, I would say, is to send us a text. You can text us to 7FM, or one word, followed by a space, then followed by your message to 80809. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook as well. Yeah. 7FM on Facebook. Or you can get us on Twitter, okay. at 7FM. And uh, I don't know the phone number in the studio, but you know that, don't you? It's Gloucester, which is 01452 348555. I'll just read that again. 01452 348555. Or they can bring us a bacon sandwich down in person. Yes, they can indeed. And I was going to press that one. You're listening to The Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark, and his hangers-on, Paul Ryan Alcock and Mandy Pellet. Music and news for South Gloucester. There was a whole life in this house. Photo albums from black and white to colour. School reports from 1963 to 85. Souvenirs from 20 family holidays. All gone in a fire that took away 73 years in two minutes. About the time it takes to test your smoke alarms. If you know an older person, please test their smoke alarms when you test yours. Fire kills. You can prevent it. I don't think it's me. I don't think it suits me. No? No. What, what would you be then? I don't know. Um, well, using the same formula, uh, my middle name's Peter, but call me Barry, Barry, Barry Peter. Peter. Barry Peter. Yeah, I like that. Put an S on the end. <laughs> what is your porn star name? Tigger Green. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought a log splitter. <laughs> is that well that that, that was a seamless link i like that was that the type of curry you had <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no no i have a log I, splitter please yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm <back> to carlsberg <laughs> the seven ball breakfast show each saturday from 8 till 10 a.m join andy along with his crew and join in the fun and chat at 7fm.com on 7FM. Email us at radio at 7FM.com. I'm getting getting better at this, aren't I? Yeah, another couple of years. You'll have this one. (laughs) I love it lined up. Um, So, tell me about the chicken house, Paul. Oh, the chicken house. Yes. What's happened? How how, how are we doing with it? uh, You just sat there doing nothing with it. Yeah, I burnt it. For logs. <laughs> you know, we did a funny thing. It took us... Oh. We talked about this. We yeah, did it no, we last week's show. No, it was after. So I think <laughs> I think we told you the story where Andy had gone to a lot of trouble to get this van to bring this chicken house from his house to my house. Got all the van, drove it all around the field, got it there and looked and I said, I'm going to fit in there. And he went, yes, it will. And then he did his measuring the chicken house with a long piece of streamer wire between two <laughs> outstretched hands, walked over to the van. It was about seven inches too big. So anyway, so last, last week he very kindly... Big? Ray kindly managed to source a trailer, which again was too small. <laughs> it wasn't too small. It, it didn't. The, the chicken house didn't fit in the trailer. Oh did no, it? I wouldn't know. But I knew that when it, we got it there. It fitted on the trailer. I said to Karen's dad, "So you know, it's six foot by five foot. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." <laughs> so we went and we got it, and it wasn't fine. But it was. We we strapped it on to within we, an inch of its life. Yeah. Um, and we we put Emily inside it on the back of the trailer just, just to make honest, sure. Yeah. Tell us if it fell off. Yeah, just in case, wouldn't it? And we had walkie-talkie contact, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> Between Andy's son, he was in my car, and Andy in his car. So we had it was like some sort of convoy, wasn't it? And 
anyway, we managed to get the chicken haste over. Yep, we did. Um, and it's now... I didn't take a photograph of it on the back of the trailer. Oh, we should have done. I know. We should have done. <laughs> that would have been a good one. So it's <clears> it's <throat> half-painted. Really? Yeah. So you, it did you pressure wash it? No, I didn't in the end. What did you do? I didn't do anything with it. Ah. You're going to tell me... <laughs> when, I, when I said you really want to pressure wash it to get all the bits out... Oh, we've scraped it. Oh, we, you've done we that. We scraped it and brushed it and okay. used Oh, you brushed it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. No, we've got, we got it all off. A job. That's all right. Do you know I didn't that's pressure wash it because the children were too excited about it being able to paint it straight I can away. imagine they would be, actually. So it's it's half-painted. I've sawn down some trees okay. to make an area for it to Have go. Have you painted the inside? Not yet, but I would have done will. that first well, because then it'll dry out I painted some of the inside. But good. <laughs> and get into all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> because you don't, honestly, trust no. me, if you can invest this bit of time to yep. not get red mites, then... Yeah, oh, I don't want to get red mites. <coughs> then, not with them red shorts. <laughs> they itch. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you know would... red mites make you look fat? <laughs> <laughs> it's buzz when you need him. <laughs> so, so no, Operation Good Life is in progress. Do you persuade Felicity Kendall to come round and live with me? Felicity Kendall. Completely brilliant. That's from the young ones. Yeah, well, she used to Felicity Kendall's bottom. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Lord one? That was in Bristol. Yeah. All the Felicity's candles underwear. Yeah. So you'd have a good wash. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a no then? She won't come round and live with me, don't you? Not think? anymore. She's, a bit older now, <clears> she's 112, man. <laughs> she, uh, she's still quite attractively nice, <laughs> isn't she? Yes, she is. No, seventy. Uh, as I'm sure, seventy. She's seventy. I'm sure she's she's got to be like seventy. That. Yeah. yeah. Right. Her bottom still as nice as it was when she was <laughs> twenty-five. <clears throat> Probably not. No. Okay. She's gone down. <laughs> so, well, no. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> back to the world of dreams. So, so yeah. So what's happened with the um, with the chicken house then? You've you've. Um, so we're half painted. Yeah. Uh, I should try and finish painting this weekend if I get a minute. Yeah. To do anything, and. Um, then we'll be back to you to come yeah. and find Chicken Mary. <clears throat> so definitely get the inside painted yep. ASAP. Yeah, so I do that first because and leave the doors open yep. when you're painting it. You probably want it open for a week. Yeah, and you want to be putting your head in. It will smell. It does smell terrible. That stuff. Yeah, but what you want to you want to be putting your head in and then so it's not it's not bad. You know, so you can't so you can cope with putting your head in without thinking. Yeah, blimey, this stinks. stinks yeah, okay. and then we'll be back to Chicken Mary and. We're, we're on our way. Yes, definitely. Yes, yeah, big exciting. So, my son has decided that... So, we're going to get six chickens to start with, I that's, think. that's what you want, yeah. And my son, I think I might mention you. So, I said to George, what are you going to call yours? Uh, so, <laughs> he's going to call them Larry, Barry and Gary. Barry? <laughs> not after this buzz. Not no, no. <laughs> I did say you can't call a chicken Gary. No. He's adamant, no, so... Not, not after the 1923 chicken convention. No. It forbade the use of men's names. And lady... <laughs> Chickens. On Lady Chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy stuff. So there you go. What a, <clears throat> what a wild and rock and roll lifestyle I lead. You do. You do indeed. So talking about... Uh, we were talking about animals, weren't we? So, well, is a chicken an animal? It's a bird, isn't it? So that's not an animal, is it? We're all animals. We're all animals. Are we? Yeah, especially <laughs> in here on a Saturday morning. We are. So what's this about David Attenborough and Brian May then, uh, Armand? Well, apparently, David Attenborough and Slash... From, is that Stone Rose? Not Stone Rose. No, no. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Roses. <laughs> He's got an earring through his nose, hasn't he? <laughs> I knew it had a rose, is in it? Definitely a rose. Yeah. <laughs> and they've joined Brian May on a new song dedicated to badgers. <laughs> 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 Why are you laughing at badger culling? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just badger swagger. <laughs> is that what it's called? Badger swagger. Stop being badgerous. I wonder if I can find it. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. oh, what was that? Studio's falling okay. apart. What was it? It's all right, it's just your expensive <laughs> phone. 
it just leapt off the side then. Oh, I knocked it off with a chair. <laughs> okay. Terrible, that happens. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you very rudely. That's Go on. Right. Uh, Badger Swagger has been released today as part of the England-wide campaign against this summer's badger coals in West Gloucestershire and Somerset. Yep. And the group are calling themselves Artful Badger and Friends. Their debut single was created by music producer Rob Cass, who's previously, uh, previously worked with acts including Estelle and Robbie Williams. A line from the song says, Killing all the badgers ain't gonna fix the damage. <laughs> as part of the video... The Artful Badger team put out a social media call to the British public to invite people to show their disagreement with the cull. Hundreds of people sent in videos of themselves taking off badger masks, which have been incorporated into their film. Really? Mm. The end. See if we can get hold of it on here. So is David Attenborough singing on this single? I don't know. Let me see if we can, uh, get, uh... I think he's rapping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he doesn't like Karen, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean David Attenborough. <laughs> what, looks like your wife? <laughs> <laughs> Dance protest. Uh, oh God! Okay, no, I can't find it. I, I would have thought it would have, but perhaps it's on YouTube. It's only been released today, so maybe. Oh, it's got to be on there though. It, well, it says video. Badger swagger. This is obviously where I'm going wrong with monkey face. <laughs> that's what you need. We could. Ooh. We should release a funky monkey. Saying something. that, if that's what they look like. Culling, say I'm going to announce a cull of monkeys. There you go. Right. Let's see if this works. Is it going to come up with an advert? Of course it will. It's YouTube. Yeah. Here we go. This is Badger Swagger.
results. But the government advisor to that independent scientific group were that culling is not a viable policy option. Is not a viable policy option. Not a viable policy option. That culling is not a viable policy option. Just swagger there. It's available on iTunes. Could have got a better guitarist though, Paul, couldn't they? Don't you think? He's a good. Do you know that's a great Brian May I, solo? I reckon that's fantastic. I love the fact that within the opening bar, it's got a couple of Brian May power chords. He's oh, chucked in he there. Definitely, Get in te- there. definitely. You can hear the printer going in the background because we're, we're printing, printing off some badger, badger masks. masks. <laughs> 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 but I mean. I, but it, i got to be honest, I really like the song. It's quite good. <laughs> and even David Attenborough sounds cool. Oh, hang on, what's he done there? <laughs> That's not Badger Mask, we're going to wear those. <laughs> That's the cathedral. Yeah, that's no good, is we it? We printed off some cathedral masks. You're going to anti-cathedral colour, is it? <laughs> I mean, what a great song, though. I mean, yeah, they've, they've done a very good job there, I've got to be honest, haven't that's they? That's good. That's good. Yeah, definitely. I, I, was, I just really like that. Well, you've heard it on 7FM. First. First, yes, hopefully. Unless you've uh, heard it somewhere else well, before. Yeah. Then, then you'll have heard it second. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the time, so we don't crash the news again. Oh, it's more fun when we do that. Let me, do you want me to start reading something at two minutes a night? If you, what, two seconds do? Like last good. week. That'd be good. <laughs> so, uh, have you have you heard about the Queen, Paul? What's she done? Not Queen Paul. <laughs> have you heard about the Queen? She's been opening the new um, BBC Broadcasting House. Oh, she has, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. She's been to the BBC. Oh, have you Did I mention that? <laughs> so I might have mentioned it once. Shawnee Sean got me in there. So, uh, yeah, what's all that? What's what's been going on with it now? Well, she's officially opened the BBC's rebuilt broadcasting house, creating yeah. a memorable TV moment when she appeared behind the newsreaders on air. What, what do you want to say? That's better. That's better. I, I can't make re- it make it square. I, I, I can't. I can't read like this. I can't read. I got this on air lesson. Oh, thank you. No, I have to hold it up there then and See put the my head up. So the microphone, that bit there, is where you talk into there, like, I, I not know. like that, because it won't work properly. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not doing it. No, 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 I ain't reading it. No, read it. No, read it yourself. No, I'm not doing it. Sorry, read it yourself. I'm reading it. Why? I'm reading it. I was just trying to help you, mate. I'm joking. I was being serious. Anyway, look, I'm really going to crash the news. Yeah, go on then. Read it now. I've lost it. I've threw it away. Take me home. We're finished. She appeared behind the news readers. Go on, she did. 
Yeah, she. Oh, yeah, she appeared. Oh, yeah, she appeared. Oh, yeah, she appeared. Indeed. Um, yeah, she appeared behind the news. She wasn't there. <laughs> she had earlier made a live broadcast on BBC Radio 4. And she said it was a great pleasure to see the BBC's new central London headquarters. During a tour of the build- building, she met many of the BBC's biggest names. Uh, Duke of Edinburgh had been expected to attend, but of course he was in hospital on Thursday for operation. Mm. Crowds gathered outside the building, which flew the Royal Standard to await the arrival of the Queen, who wore a powder blue coat and hat. Mm. BBC Trust Chairman Lord Patton and BBC Director General Tony Hall met the Queen and escorted her on her first part of the visit. So there you go. I didn't they invite you, Andy. Well, did you not watch it? I watched it. And I, I haven't. I didn't, actually. I read about it. It was uh, it was pretty cool, actually, because they're talking on air, and then all of a sudden she just comes up to the window behind. <laughs> and they both go... <laughs> and they stop talking. They, they stop reading the news and just turn around and go... Did they deliberately do that so she would turn up behind I, them? I, I just think... Yeah, I think it was, it was clever. But it, they just said it was very bizarre. The most bizarre thing that's happened on the BBC yeah, for years and years and years. It would have been uh, good. Remember, was it Grandstand when they saw all the typists in the background? It could have been, yes. <laughs> you could have had the Queen typing. Typing away. <laughs> <laughs> does, she, does she type in a posh accent, do you think? She could do. Oh, yes. yes. Hello. Hello. Well, well, here I am today. <laughs> yes. She's also 99 now. <laughs> My 99 voice. So we're coming up to the news in approximately 30 seconds time, and we're not going to crash it today. Let's do another news article Let's quickly. Let's do another 40-second news article. Go 40 on. seconds Go on, the next quick, one. quick, quick, quick. Go, go. Go, go, Mandy. No, no, go. I'm not very good no. at reading fast. You've got 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to do it. <laughs> Xbox One Microsoft Defense pre-owned games rule. Microsoft clarified its position on selling and buying pre-owned games for new Xbox One console after confusion arose that it appeared that can be reposed to people games. There you go. <laughs> oh, i got more. Do you want to do another one? <laughs> no, let's give up. <laughs> You've got eight seconds, eight and then we're going to go straight into the news. So oh, I was interested in that, anyway. We'll be back after the news on 7FM with Andy, Mandy, Bandy, Randy and Paul on 7FM. Across South Gloucester and around the world on www.7fm. You're listening to The Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark, and his hangers-on, Paul Ryan Alcock and Mandy Pellet. Music and news for South Gloucester.
And there you go with a little bit of monkey face there featuring the very talented Mr. Andrew Clark on keyboards and humour. Let's get that. Thank you for playing that. A bit of self-indulgence. And now, a bit of R.E.M. with Shiny Happy People.
Unfortunately, Pete is not on after me at ten o'clock, but hopefully will be soon. We're in. We're in. Now nah, we don't want him on ever. I played the wrong one. <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> that wasn't the one I wanted. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Can you play the right one, or is that too difficult? Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's only really rude. I didn't mean that to be sarcastic. That's why I'm used to it. Um, <laughs> I, I, Can you get anything right? No, Sorry, really. was that sarcastic? I tell you what, uh, you're useless. Was that sarcastic? You <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no, no, I can't drive the controls. There's too many slidey things and knobby things and exactly <laughs> buttons. And... It's a bit worrying that he's taken over the controls. Yeah, but he's. Only, I haven't. I haven't been on the. I haven't been on the Andy Clark School of Radio course yet. You haven't. Not only yet. La- only last four minutes. So I should be able to fit it in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so. He just. So, <laughs> oh, he's I'm horrible. Really. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I wonder why I can't find that then. Perhaps it's. Uh, it could be this one. Hang on. This is going to be random. No, it's not that one. Oh, I wonder where that's gone then, because oh. it is a funny one, that. It is. Well, we'll, we'll be, it'll be on tomorrow anyway, no doubt. Yeah, we'll do it again. Well, so, what else has been going on then, Paul? Um, so, do you, you want me to... I, I, do the Xbox One again. Well, a bit more slowly this time. <laughs> yeah, if you can. Um, so, Xbox One, Microfofatafa, Fifafa, dear bar. Oh, they're very good, aren't they, yeah. those? Do you want me to do the next one? Yes. Microsoft defends pre-owned games rules. Uh, Microsoft has clarified its position on selling and buying pre-owned titles for its new Xbox. One console confusion arose after it appeared the company would impose a fee for playing pre-owned games. What? How can they do that? Well, a move that was highly unpopular with gamers, yeah. understandably. Yeah. The company has now said in a statement that games can be traded in, but only at participating retailers. Uh, games can be freely passed on to friends, Microsoft added, but only once. This what? is all very prescriptive. Who are they to say? Xbox One is designed to game... is. Sorry, designed so game publishers can enable you to give your disc-based games to your friends, the statement said. There are no fees charged as part of these transfers. There are two requirements. You can only give them to people who have been on your friend's disc for at least 30 days, and each game can only be given once. What? what? I don't understand. What What does that actually mean there? What, what are they saying? Well, it's, it's all about them not losing money, I suppose, and people but, not just, you know, they want people to buy the games. But that that's... Is there a course you can go on to learn to whether you can give your I, I, games away to? I, hang on, though. So... How do they know? But if you... I, so basically, if I... <laughs> I don't get it. So there's... So if you what play a game... Saying? Yeah, what are they saying? Tell me. Tell me. Well, I'm, I <laughs> read it this morning. Go on. Go but, on. So go if on. you buy a game and then you want to give it to your friend, that's fine. Yes. But if there were no restrictions in place, that friend could give it to someone else, you could give it to someone else, you could give it to someone else, and you, they, you'd never buy um, the game, would you? But it's only for its Xbox One console. Not for the pre, not for the, the other one. Yeah, no, I think this is a new console. Yeah. So, they were, so this is pre-owned games. Um, so, but it is <clears> about <throat> stopping people just giving the games around, isn't it? No one ever buying another game. Yeah, but you have to have the game unless unless they get copied to the hard disk in there. Is that what they're saying? Oh no, I don't know about that. No, I think so. I guess when you play online, it registers. It must know which version of the game must have a serial number and all that sort of stuff. I'm assuming, um, and so they can tell if you know the game's been played before. They can tell if you've given it to someone who's not been on your friend list for thirty days. And it, it sounds horrendously complicated. It is very big brother, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Anything else you want to know about it? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so we just had an email in from our very own uh, Veronica. Hey. Hey, if Paul listening? didn't receive my email here, well, he didn't. He said oh, he no, received no. it I'm, I'm and he's not bothering to read it out. But <laughs> no. I'll read it out, Veronica. I'm on a temporary phone. No, my email. Drop not... that down there and let's just. <laughs> we, we have the annual Sweden Rock Festival at the moment, Swedenrock.com. Four days of great music and many bands from the UK. Uh, perhaps something for Monkey Face next year. 
Yes, please. Do you reckon she will? Have you slid me back up? Oh, I I'm have. back on. I slid you back up. Thank you. Um, if I can ask for a song, it will be Stiff Tedelson Vart Jag Arn Gar. Oh, wherever I go. I, think I, I can't see it from here, but Jag isn't Jag, that's Ya. Ya. I think it means wherever I go. I'm not sure I might do. Wherever I lay my hat. Even. That's my home. Oh, yes. Um, so we might, we'll try and find that. We'll try and slip that. I may not be able to, but we will try. Um, but what we're going to do is we're just going to play a very, very quick jingle. Gitta, jag sitter i Stockholm och det här är 7FM, den bästa frukostshowen i världen. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and uh, we got a Bruno Mars song. Now we're going to play another song. Whoa. It's just crazy on this station, isn't it? That's, we'll be in double figures at this rate on well, songs. Maybe, exactly. <laughs> we might be. <laughs> maybe. Th this, is, um, this is Treasure. It did say there was a rude version of it, and I'm pretty sure this is the not rude one. Oh, I hope so. I gotta tell you a little something about yourself. Nothing like Jamiroquai at all, that, is it? It was a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. But it's good, though. It is good. I do like a bit of Bruno in the morning. Do you like that, man? Yeah, Bruno Brooks, yeah. yeah. Bruno Brooks? <laughs> oh, he's showing your age now. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Well, see, he's working in Cheltenham, isn't he? Or living in Cheltenham, I think. Is he? That's the, that's the ex Radio 1 DJ, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Bruno, Bruno Brooks. Brooks. Which show did he used to do then? He didn't need the breakfast show, did he? 
might have done. No, he did the no. chart show, didn't he? Oh, it might have been do, that. Do, yeah. do, 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 That's why we're going wrong. We need rhyming first names and second names. Okay, I can be Andy Pandy. You Run- can be Paul <laughs> Randy <laughs> Mandy. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the obvious one, isn't it? <laughs> and Paul. Yeah, I can't. Well. Paul Ball. <laughs> yeah, that I was realised first... that last week, Andy. Hey? That Paul and Barry is the name of the Chuckle Brothers. So oh yes, my God, <laughs> it is. This led actually. Which to one a, are you? This led to a Facebook. <laughs> are war you the fat last one week. or the thin one? Uh, why don't you call us Little and Large on air? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing I... That's it. That's the thing you... Be- so this... Yeah, we had a bit... Well, we didn't have an argument, actually. I did no. complain on your Facebook wall, didn't I, about... Yeah, that, you, insults rude, keep flying, yeah. Calling me rude names. <laughs> Fantastic. That is good. It's, <laughs> it's good. It's the goodness of it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say which one was little or which one was large. You didn't. I did Which one... It's got to be... Out of Barry and me. I think we know that. <clears throat> Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know who that is. That's what Talking I'm all- in red... Um, that's why I'm wearing red shorts. <laughs> Didn't you say that somebody ran it in front of you in a red t-shirt in the week? They crossed over uh, a pedestrian crossing in front of me and he was rather large wearing a red t-shirt and it just m- reminded me of the conversation that was had on there. Did I remember that conversation. Yeah. Didn't you shout hello, Baz? Did he not speak? <laughs> <sighs> oh, I, I, he can't be listening because no, if he was listening... Of course he's not. Then, uh, Amanda might be. Amanda might be. She won't know. As Barry says, it's look before Before midday. midday. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen. Don't go. I don't want her phoning in again. (laughs) I've seen him go like that for a while. (laughs) I had to have a couple of hours on the therapist's couch (laughs) (laughs) midweek. Fantastic. So we've got 9.30. We've got our own Sean coming up with a... um, with a chat about the Witchwood Festival, which has been likened a little bit to um, the big one. Really? <laughs> yes, what's the big one called? Oh, my mind's gone blank. You know, Glastonbury? When you start, yeah, when you start to preload your brain, <laughs> it's like going, I'll just have that information just so I can be quite slick. And then it's going, yeah, I'll have that <laughs> information. Now, give me the information. Hang on, the buffer's gone. Your brain's now... If I'd have just said, glass, it would have said, glad have said Glastonbury. I know, uh, you're making, you're, you've got a caching error, haven't you, obviously. I've got me buffer underload. I know, but having listened to this show, I don't think you ever really preload your brain, do you, to be honest? <laughs> <Not> cool. <laughs> I think we postload I, it. Do you know, I'm not, I don't like it when Barry's not here, because I get all the grease. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's your Monday. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mostly you. It most, today, it's mostly me. <laughs> if it's Monday, I'll get it, she'll be horrible about me on Facebook again. I will. <laughs> I, might just do, I might just do a quick tweeter, actually. Um, we can't play another song. You two are going to have to talk for a minute. Like, <laughs> what do you want to talk? About. Go on then. What are we going to do? Somebody? Newspaper view at some point. What about this show? Comet Lovejoy. Yeah. What about oh, Comet oh, Lovejoy? We'll make over at Gloucester Docks. That's quite good. Read that. That's local. Local. What the local Gloucester Keys thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, a makeover has started at Gloucester Keys to help cope with an expected surge in visitors. Two units are being knocked... Surge in visitors? Surge. Well, they've got a doctor's convention <laughs> going on, have they? Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of surgeons. Oh, you can't beat a surgeon. Uh, um, two units are being knocked through to create a walkway connecting the two sections of the shopping centre through its middle. I don't really understand that. I, don't, I can't picture it. Toilets are also to be built on the ground floor, which is a good idea. There's no full stop to it now. It's just, it says uh, that's supposed to be the... On the ground floor centre manager. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I reckon he's put an extra full stop in there. The two sections of the shopping centre through its middle toilets. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, he's, he's sighing up. I'll put it down. You uh, carry on. Centre uh, <laughs> manager Richard Rawling said the changes are for shoppers' benefit and to make it less like an Asda aisle. 
but one local trader said supermarket brands are what Gloucester people like and the key is trying to be too much like Cheltenham. Cheltenham. Mr Rawlings said footfall at the keys is expected to leap from 2.4 million to 4 million Plan. by the end of next year due to the cinema and new restaurants opening. He said of the renovation, it's all about making the experience more pleasurable and easier for customers. At the moment, it is a bit like being in an aisle at Asda and you have to walk all the way down to get to the other section. This will help the flow of people around the centre and make it feel more friendly. Trees and new seating have already been put in as part of the makeover and perfume shopping and tea fowl have now both moved units to make way for the walkway. The work will take about four weeks and be completed in time for the food festival on July the 19th to 21st. So there you go. Another yeah. food festival. It's all about food, isn't it? It's the food nest already. Mm. <clears throat> mm. Have you, do you go up the, up the keys at all? Well, you obviously do because you just work around the corner, don't you? Yeah. From the I like the keys. I think it's good. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's quite... Um, it, Cosmopolitan. Yeah, it is. Well, why are they saying it's like Asda? I don't get... What, what do they mean by that? The aisles? Because it's full of people wearing pyjamas. Seat, <laughs> seat or aisle? Seat or aisle what? <laughs> Sorry. Seat or aisle? Seat or aisle what? No. That's lo- did you understand that? That was oh, a that was a joke from um, <laughs> Spadulica and what was her name of um, Ari Enfield? Oh, the um, slobs. slobs. Yeah, yeah. Wayne and Waynetta. Yeah, they get on a plane and the lady goes, "Seat or aisle, sir?" He goes, "Seat or aisle what?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Sorry, now I understand. <laughs> oh dear, oh, yeah, I should have preloaded my brain. If I? you could, you'd you buffer <laughs> under run under back BIOS detection DLL failure. <laughs> so, so you go there quite a bit? Not really, to be honest. No. I quite like the keys, yeah, I know, I think it's nice. I think it's nice. It's the niceness of it. Um, They have lots of outlet shops that appeal to me. Do you know what I don't like? And Summers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she and got Summers. an outlet. Oh, she can, oh, no, don't go there. Who's got an outlet? No, forget it. Forget <laughs> it. You forget got it. an outlet? Forget it. <laughs> no, no, last look, no. No. But do you know what I don't, I don't... I just don't like paying for parking. That's the thing I don't uh, like I, I, I don't it. do it. I won't do it. I would rather drive mm. 22 miles down the motorway <laughs> and get free parking... All day in the mall, mm. or mm. you've got to pay at Cribs Cabot Circus. But I just don't agree with part. I'm sorry, I don't. Mm. No, don't, no, don't. I don't. No, sorry, get off. No, <laughs> no, I don't agree with it. No. So no, I don't. Paul James, who I'm sure listens to the show um, avidly, uh, Councillor Paul James. Thank you. I've uh, no, got some Kevin. jingles from him actually. Cool. What I might do is take his jingle apart and swap the words around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got something in there that I can use <laughs> <laughs> about the keys. No, it's, it is a good place, but I just don't agree with parking. I'm so, I don't agree with going into Gloucester and parking on the road. I pay £440 a year for my car to use the road. Why do you pay £440 a year? Or 420 whatever it is. It's a lot of money. What for? Your car tax? Yeah, I've got it's a shagun. It is, it is. 420 quid mine is. That's Why? What I, because i got a shogun. Well, it didn't matter. Well, it, yeah, I know, thank you. That's you're right. It doesn't uh, takes up more space. It doesn't take <laughs> one of our cars is a great big car. We only paid two hundred and eight. I pay four hundred and twenty pound a year, right? And you know, you don't have to have a tax disc on each side. You know, you know that, don't you? <laughs> I've got four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so four, four. four Have you noticed anything about oh. the seven FM car? Yes, yeah, it's got not got seven FM on it. No, it's gone. Oh, there was a vote. A family vote. Oh, really? Yeah. Car- well, Karen, Stuart <laughs> and Emma. Stuart won't go in the car to school with 7FM on it. Why? Do you know, I just said to him, if I would have thought if my dad run a radio station, that would be really cool, and yeah. I'd be in here playing with all the knobs and everything. Yeah. It's only cool when it's someone else's parent. Yeah. But yeah. Emily, she sort of sided with the other two. This We had a family discussion on holiday. <laughs> 
and um democracy in action yeah it was and yeah. i said right family vote then and i put them on the spot Stuart to take them off karen's to take them off and he said <laughs> well i'll i think i want them off but i'm not sure but yeah and then so i did it and she went ah, you haven't taken them off i went yeah oh. but i like it but she was following sheep she was doing the old sheep oh, and following her. Stuart. right uh, that's a shame. I've disowned them all. But yeah. see, my son <laughs> thinks Andy is the coolest man on the planet. Well, I do like George. Because he's got a motorbike. Yeah. And a Chicken bike, George, as I know. And he, and he, and he let him ride George. it last weekend. Oh, and yes, of course. He loved it. So, my, basically, what George has said in not so many words is, why can't I be more like you? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> he wants Andy's house. Has your missus said Andy's... that as well? Yeah. <laughs> Janine said that. <laughs> he said, um, <laughs> he wants us to have all the things that you've got. He wants us to have this house. He wants everything. If you're a pop star... I try not to yeah, fly. But it's like Andy said, it's not cool because I'm his dad. Yeah. I, I try not to fly in the face of public opinion, as Blackadder once said. We had, um, <laughs> I remember going back last year, we had about three or four sing, sing songs of ours played on the BBC. And the third time we played it, I got the children running in, come on, come on, listen, guys, we're on the radio. And George just looked at me and I went, well, Are you not excited? He went, Dad, you're always on the radio. What's so good about this? <laughs> and it's just. Yeah, this blase. It, it's a good, it's a good yeah. point actually. It is a good point. It went it's your own family. I mean, that field. You got me on one name. <coughs> that thing was oh, nice God. to see. Your, it was nice to see George driving around that field, and I, I, it was really nice. Emily does it. Stuart sits in his cave. That's like on his Xbox. Yeah, all is the same. Mm. See, everyone... see, George said he said, "Can I have a quad bike?" And I said, "No, you can't have a quad bike." He said, "I'd ride it every day." I said, "You wouldn't. <laughs> You'd ride it for the first week solidly, and then you would just sit in the garage, and you wouldn't use it at all." But yeah. it's what the grass is always greener, isn't on it? On the other yeah. side well, of the field, not, yeah. Not necessarily, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've cut it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll do. We'll, we'll take a quick ad break. We'll just do one in the next hour. And then we'll go straight into um, the Witchwood Festival with our very own. Um, why am I saying um? I've got Surely to stop saying boy. um. Surely boy. Surely boy. Yes, indeed. I'm just trying to look at this. We'll do a quick ad break. We'll be back after this with Paul um, Manti. I'm doing it again, and Andy. You're listening to the Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host Andy Clark and his hangers-on Paul Ryan Alcock and Mandy Pellet. Music and news for South Gloucester. I love scented candles, don't you? I put them everywhere: white jasmine and mint, spiced orange, cherry blossom. They make my home so warm and welcoming. But these ones I got yesterday, all I can smell now is. Burnt plastic, ashen walls, and the embers of what used to be my beautiful home. Fire can spread in seconds. Never leave candles or any naked flame unattended anywhere in your home. Fire kills. You can prevent it. Mum, how long till lunch is ready? I'm starving. Well, it sounds like it's ready now. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Dave, I'm fed up with that blooming thing going off every time you want a bacon sandwich. Get the stepladder and take the battery out, will you? Your smoke alarm is there to save your life. But a quarter of all smoke alarms won't work in a fire, often because someone has taken out the battery. No matter what, never disable your smoke alarm. After all, knowing when you've burnt lunch is a small price to pay to keep your family safe. Fire kills. You can prevent it. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. We're going to go straight to Sean now, who's going to talk, be talking to Sam, and um, back after this. Hey, undress her 
Stroud, the co-founder of the Witchwood Festival. First of all, Witchwood, where does that name derive from? Oh, it's a long tale, but there's a forest in Oxford called Witchwood, and we originally wanted to do the festival there. And uh, the reason for that was that it used to be a place of merriment and song, and then many years ago the government chopped all the trees down and, and made warships out of them. So we wanted to bring the merriment ba back there, but... We couldn't work a deal out to do it there, so we ended up at Cheltenham Race School. So it actually is a meaningless name for where we are, but it's like one of those things, once you called it, like, you can't say, well, I'm going to change it to something else now. So, And now, of course, it's established, so it doesn't matter. Where do the origins from the festival have gone from? Because this is the ninth festival now, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, Graham and I co-founded it. Graham is very much the vision for it, and he came to me and said, look, I'm, I'm interested to do it. He, I knew, we knew each other through mutual friends. And we came I kept saying, oh, I won't work, you know. It's, uh, you need to do all these things. And a week later, said, oh, I've done all those things, you know. So, oh, we better take this seriously. So it, it just grew out. I mean, what it is today is nothing like what we originally discussed. I mean, it's taken on a life of its own, um, but which has been wonderful. It's been a fantastic journey. And there's a real family atmosphere, isn't there, as well? I've never seen so many children at a festival like this. No, it, it became... Um, the image that we got, you know, I can't say we set out like quite like that, but um, we've been nominated every year for the best family festival in the United Kingdom, um, and now that's exactly what we do. It's something we always say. It's well, I used to say this festival is people from the age of naught to ninety, and a guy came up to me and said, "I'm really upset." I said, "Why are you upset?" He said, "Because I'm ninety-two." I said, "And you're saying I shouldn't be here?" I said, oh, "No, no, no, no. We'll go naught to a hundred, shall we?" <laughs> Somebody quoted yesterday that this is the mini Glastonbury. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, it's not. Glastonbury is Glastonbury and Witchwood is Witchwood. We are the very large Witchwood. You know, we're dead. And you have to have an identity as soon as somebody ties you into something else. And Glastonbury isn't a family festival. Um, you know, we, we're special. We do what we do with uh, Partners of Conscience and, this, you know, with World Vision at the moment. So we you know, support charity side of things as well. So we're really proud of what we are. I don't think we're like any other festival. And let's talk about it, because you've got a charity that does benefit from this festival, haven't you? Yeah, we have. It's a charity called World Vision, and uh, I've actually gone off on quite a lot of their projects to have a look in the Congo, Sierra Leone, and uh, in Chennai, Cambodia, uh, lots of places. And they're a brilliant charity. They make a difference, and they've been our partners of conscience now for about four years. How do you see the festival in the next couple of years? Are you thinking that maybe it's going to expand and get bigger and better? We'd like to think so, not dramatically, just every year. And, I mean, obviously next year, it's our 10th birthday, we're going to have a party. We're going to have an absolute ball. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and we go from there. But we take it a year at a time, because what we do, we will uh, we'll have three days not thinking about it too much or thinking on our own and then Graham and I get together on Friday uh, and we'll sort of review what worked, what didn't and then we go, right, we'll have to get started on next year. Is this your first Witchwood Festival? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. 
So tell us about your band then. What kind of music? What kind of music do you guys play? We play uh, electro swing music. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I'm proud of you. Now, I've listened to you. There's an element of jazz in there. So what kind of uh, genres are you bringing into this? Um, you got a little bit of uh, jazz manouche. You got a little bit of uh, swing. swing. Uh, American swing. Yes. You got uh, house music and um, a little some bit min- hip-hop music. Minimal uh, rhythm, electronic music, m- uh, rhythm too. You got... Um, yeah. Different kind of electronic music mixed with... Uh, Different kind of jazz music. With, uh, <laughs> yes. So you guys currently on tour then, are you? Of course. And um, we play in Moscow next. Then uh, we have a tour in the uh, United States and Canada. And we nice. just finished a tour in uh, East Europe and England and uh, yeah, uh, We played uh, in London uh, last, last week. week. Shepard Bush. So do you prefer the smaller venues to the festivals? Good question. It's so different. It's different, but I think, uh, I don't have to say it now, but uh, I prefer small place. It, it's uh, so different because in, in, in um, small venues, you, you are so close to the audience that is, you can really feel the, the way they are, they enjoy the music or not. And But in, in the big stage like this, you can... Uh, you can uh, you're really impressed about the crowd, you know, and it's also a different, strong energy. It's, yes, different, but it's different, they're but both, both so cool. Yeah. You got it, you got it, you got it, I know you got so. Looking dapper, a bit sweaty, but boy, yeah. what a set. How are you? I'm good, man. Just good, yeah. I enjoyed it. Tore the place apart, really. It was a. Uh, it's what we do, though, you know. We, we come in and set places alight. First time you've played at Witchwood? Yeah, first time I've ever been invited. I hope they invite me again, because um, it's a lovely little festival, isn't it? It's like, been a really chill day. The weather's held as well, which always helps, you know. Festivals in the rain are lousy, aren't they? I tell you what I like about this festival is they've got a hot tub thing over there. You can watch your main band while you're in the hot tub. What is not to like about that? In fact, I, I, I want I want hot tubs all around my next gigs so that people can watch me in the hot tub while doing vertical dancing. Uh, so, for those that missed the set tonight, what, what have they actually missed? I play funk and soul. That's the way we roll, that's what we do. We play funk and we play soul. You get exactly what you get on the tin. But it's kind of high energy and sort of, um, sort of, you know, it's... I don't know, I can't blow my own trumpet. You're going to have to get other people to do that. I do what I do, you know, and hope that people like it. You know, they seem to like it today. So, so why are you not on the radio and on the telly box? I take it you go around doing these festivals? Yeah, we've played a lot of festivals. We do a lot of gigs, really. We kind of DJ mainly four nights a week. It's turning out to be like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I work Monday to Friday on Coronation Street, obviously, and then nighttime we go out and we play play a lot of festivals in the summer but we've got a lot of club nights as well you know we play the last Saturday month we play Band on the Wall and we play Coalition in Bristol every couple of months and we play uh, Brixton Jam in London every month and 
we just like a lot, a lot of different we've got a lot of residencies around and that and so it gives you a, a chance to hone your set and work out what works and stuff like that you know because it's not a beat counting kind of show do you know what I mean it's because because uh, I'm playing funk and soul there's a lot of things at various speeds and all that and you've just got to try and mould it seamlessly and so it's more of a mixing thing really but it's live mixing so because it's, it's not like it's, it's just it's not 120 BPM you know it's all different so you say uh, where's the vinyl I, I've got I've obviously got an awful lot of vinyl but I don't want to look around festivals some of it's worth quite a bit of money really um, and I've tried but I've tried not to just use like computers and stuff like that so at the moment we're using CDs but like it probably will turn into a stage where it's all run digitally because uh, I mean especially when you're playing festivals in the mud and stuff like that I've, I've damaged so much stuff over the years and um, with no moving parts digital stuff it's kind of it's kind of makes more sensory you know I don't want to ruin the records really. scorching heat it's 20 degrees apparently out there it's lovely it's about time it's taken its time coming <laughs> now last time we had you on the show you were you were in Shelton's just not long ago you were playing here how's it all going so far really good I mean it hasn't been um, like a tour or so it's just been ongoing if you like um, and we do have time off so it's quite good but we do do enough shows that you could you know people look at the, our schedule and think oh gosh they've been on tour a long time um, but yeah we, you know it's going very well we're getting um, great turnout considering it's recession times and people want us back so I can't really complain do, do you prefer the festivals over the smaller venues? I think a bill of both is good for you because the only problem with festivals, depending how big they are, that is, I mean, if, if somewhere that holds 20,000 people, say, you can't see the stage from the very back or you can't see who's on stage. Clearly, it's like paying money to see a matchstick, which I, I, whereas in a club, you know, you, the, the audience is in your face, more or less, so they hear mistakes and all, you know, they see spots and all, everything. It's great, you know, it's, it's more real and more, you know, the fans say they prefer it in a smaller place. We have played here a few years ago. I think the second time we came to play here, the weather um, cancelled the show. Um, so now we're here and it's lovely, it's proper. But I didn't realise that they had hot tubs here where you can watch the stage from. I'm impressed with that. Rankin Roger from the beat, and you tune into 7FM. It's the sound that leads the way today. Do it! Household names as well in the background there. Labyrinth. 
And you're listening to 7FM, the best breakfast show in the world. I uh, totally agree with that, Brigitte, don't you, Paul? Do you agree with that? I should do, really, shouldn't I? How about now? <laughs> I'll agree with you if you put my faders up. <laughs> oh, put some nice music on in the background for you, Paul. Oh, thank you. So we've got some breaking news from Sweden. We have. What well, is it? Don't play this, though. This Brigitte hates this. It. She hates this. Does she really? Yeah, I got I'm told off playing this. Oh, it's only 16 minutes long. That's all right. <laughs> Stay tuned. So the breaking news, 25 degrees in, 
in uh, Stockholm. Wow. And Begita's in her bikini. Really? Yeah. Can, uh, uh, can she Skype it? <laughs> can she, have you, what, is there any photos? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Well, she's listening, ask her. It wouldn't hurt you really, Begita. I know, it? Sounds, I know, Just a little know. photograph, just to show how hot it is out there. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I wish you could see this gestures in the studio. No, I didn't <laughs> gesture, I was asking for, for more. More coffee. <laughs> Please. <laughs> 12 minutes to go on the Seven Ball Breakfast Show. I did the voice again. I haven't done that voice for a while, have I? Certainly did, mate. But quite literally, mate. Don't have to be, uh, give rock more. <laughs> yeah, have so, you got any Buckman turn on the drive? <laughs> we probably should do a bit of news, shouldn't we? Oh. Should we read the newspapers out? Well, go we on, do then. it in one minute, 24 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yep. Well, in that case, then, <laughs> if, if you think we can, we'll go, we'll go for this. So, the Guardian talks of ministers uh, coming under mounting pressure to explain whether they authorised GCHQ to gather intelligence on British citizens from the world's biggest internet companies. Wow. The former Tory Home Affairs spokesman David Davis tells the paper it's perfectly reasonable to ask the Foreign Secretary William Hague, did you or did you not authorise the intercepts? Who cares? Get over it. The Times and the Independent also lead on the story. The Times says MPs from all three main parties are demanding that the Home Secretary appearing the Commons on Monday... Uh, and explain how ministers knew. Well, it, oh, it bugs me. Just, why, why are they sensationalised? This rubbish. It's so what? The Independent believes the number could... doesn't say that, by the way, in the paper. I just added that <laughs> myself. That's a, not an opinion of 7FM. It's my own personal opinion that I'm ex- exploiting the uh, radio station for. <laughs> the Independent believes the number could run into thousands. Whoa. Everybody is entitled to privacy, are they? Says an editor. <laughs> says an editorial in the Daily Mirror. Not the uh, <laughs> yeah, not in a bikini, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Not unless they are identified as a national security threat. According to the Times, there are calls for a ban on sales of British tear gas to Turkey. But the paper says it's been used to on people peaceful protesters um oh dear it says questions are being raised uh sorry about the role of the british <laughs> government multitasking. i'm trying to get that jingle going again oh, there you go it <laughs> says questions are being asked about the role of the british government in facilitating the supply of crowd control equipment to the country where the government faces criticism for its heavy-handed response and david cameron is to reshuffle his cabinet in five weeks time says the sun it can reveal a new chief whip is that's a weird job isn't it chief whip <laughs> is uh, it's apparently top of the list for the shake-up with the ex-defence secretary liam fox or former energy minister john hayes tips to take over apparently appointing dr fox the paper says would allow mr cameron to build bridges with the tory right who are seething over Europe in gay marriage. Oh, dear. <laughs> the Daily Express sees figures published yesterday showing a boom in exports to non-EU countries as proof that Britain doesn't need the EU. Sales of British goods to the fast-growing countries rocketed by more than 11% last year, it says, while exports to the 26 European Union countries fell by 1.5%. Our escape from its clutches, says the Express. It's only a matter of time. The lead in the Daily Telegraph claims that the middle-class professionals typically pay more than £200,000 towards Britain's welfare benefits bill in the course of their working lives. It says that roughly double the amount they also contribute towards the National Health Service. And according to the Daily Mail, a private surgery run by doctors from Poland is attracting thousands of patients who've given up on the NHS. The paper says the modern spotless clinic in West London is open seven days a week, usually till 2300, that's 11 o'clock in English, and charges £70 a visit. Ooh. Over in the Independent, it's claimed I'll be up that... there next week. <laughs> yeah, they don't, it's not the sort of clinic. Uh, <laughs> the Independent has claimed that vulnerable people are being driven to despair by Ian Duncan Smith's welfare reforms, and that the number of people seeking urgent advice about benefits problems is scaring. 
The paper says he's been given figures showing the surge in people contacting citizens advice asking for help to navigate a blizzard of benefits changes in England and Wales. And the CAB tells the paper that too many people are having their benefits stopped because they don't understand what's required of them. The Sun talks of a furore over a visit by David Cameron yesterday to the annual meeting of the top-secret Bilderberg Group mm. taking place at Watford in Hertfordshire. The paper says Downing Street refused to discuss the Prime Minister's presence at what it calls the clandestine meeting, despite a long-standing pledge of transparency. Other politicians at the three-day meeting, it says, include Chancellor George Osborne, the veteran Cabinet Minister Ken Clark, and the Shadow Chancellor Ed Balls. Daily, Daily Mail calls it shadowy and quotes Downing Street saying it's acted with unprecedented openness by confirming his attendance. Pay your dues now, says an editorial in the Daily Mirror. Its order is aimed at Vodafone, which was revealed yesterday, paid no corporation tax despite a turnover of £5 billion and operating profits of £294 million. Scum! <laughs> you heard it here first. The paper says the company should pay its taxes like yes. its 19 million UK customers have to. The Guardian oh. points out that the company paid £2.6 billion of tax in other countries and distributed £4.8 billion to shareholders. That's quite a lot, oh. isn't it? And the Daily Mirror interviews a 10-year-old boy who's just returned from Malawi, where he befriended a boy his own age who never gets enough to eat. When Ayrton Cable from Twickenham in South London got back home to Britain, he headed straight over to see his granddad to ask him what he was going to do about it. His granddad being the business secretary, Vince Cable. Mr Cable apparently promised his grandson he'd ask David Cameron to raise the plight of the hungry at next week's G8 meeting of world leaders. And according to the Daily Telegraph, almost half of British men still have a hoard of music cassettes or records from their youth. That's better. <laughs> Despite no longer having the equipment to play them. And 40% still have a library of films on VHS or Betamax tapes. <laughs> I'm trying to think yep. what they are. Oh, Despite no, not that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Despite upgrading to DVD, Blu-ray and streaming via the internet. The same is true of old photos and slides. And in a survey, two-thirds said they'd like to transfer all this old material to upstate formats, but lacked time and know-how. There are pictures galore of the Queen paying, a BB paying the BBC a visit yesterday as she opened the BBC's rebuilt central London headquarters, just a couple of streets away from the hospital where the Duke of Edinburgh will spend the next fortnight. The Queen keeps calm and carries on, says the Daily Telegraph, as the Duke has an operation. Similar sentiments appear in the Sun, which says it's typical of the Queen, the embodiment of the British stiff upper lip. You get cream for that. I thought she you just can. doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Daily Mirror says she put John Humphreys in his place when he asked after the health of the Duke of Edinburgh and calls it broadcasting gold. Several of the front pages sh show the moment she walked towards the glass separating the BBC's news channels, news channel studio from the newsroom as the presenters swivelled round in their chairs to see her. She's behind you, says the caption in the Telegraph. Paul Harris in the Daily Mail calls it a surreal moment in broadcasting history in which the Queen photobombed a news bulletin. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> she should have done a flash mob, shouldn't you, Summer, as well? <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, that is your uh, front pages today on 7FM. Yeah, that was good. I think it's a bit long though. I'm going to uh, cut that a little bit yeah, shorter. There was a lot. It there was did a lot go there. on, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I know. went on a bit, didn't I? Yeah, I do it normally. That never stops you. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Very true. There you go. Oh Paul, no, here we for go. You. Oh, Put a bit louder for you. Ow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved um, uh, Peshwari Nan and. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This reminds me of a. It's John Lennon. <laughs> well, also yeah, a log splitter. <laughs> log splitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear laugh. So, so Brigitte sent me a different email. Has she? She hasn't yeah. sent you a picture of her in a bikini, has <laughs> she? <laughs> she says, hi, Andy. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> I am. Forget being, Paul. Uh, Paul smells. Oh, yeah. Of, 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 of irony. Irony. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you have to shave. Thank you. By David Beckham. Um, <laughs> hi, gang. Fab show as always. Might call in again sometimes in the future. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Weather absolutely lovely. Do I really think you should come over and do a show? We should do a show from Stockholm. If you have time, you could play me a song. Hinderna. I love Andy Swedish. Mott Mott Himmler. It's like the Swedish chef, isn't it? Biggie, if you get time, you have to be very quick. Send him the seven seasick sailors uh, tongue twister, the Swedish one. Let him read it out on air. That'd be good. You have to be really quick, though. We've got about four minutes. If not, I hope you can play it next week. I will play it next week. I'll play it for you, Biggie, next week. And we better do Veronica's song next week as well. We'll do them both. We'll do that one, yeah. We'll do them both. We'll do them both. Um, So we've got an upcoming event here, look. Tells me that. Which I should have noticed, really, shouldn't I? What, what is it then? What I need to do is I can wire it up so when that upcoming event light flashes, oh, another light go. in the room flashes. Here we go. So you I don't am... even notice when the telephone flashes, though. No, I don't. Well, I... <laughs> I'll tell you, any more flashing lights in there? It's like a disco, is it? <laughs> well, we've got a big one going out there. BBC One from BBC TV Centre. Oh, that thing you stole. Sorry, the thing you stole from. The thing I haven't actually built yet. <laughs> but I need to. I need to. one of my projects, another one. Of the many things I do at the weekend. Yeah. Super, super Andy, as I'm now known by George. Oh, God. Oh, you can. Come, you can borrow him for a couple of weeks. You can come over and play. You can come over and play. That's that'll good. Take, that'll he take the gloss off it. Quad bike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And his motorbike. <laughs> he wants me for me quad bike. And his plane yeah. and his hot tub. Oh, yes. Yeah, plane. He hasn't yeah. seen that, has he? No, he hasn't. Yeah. Oh. He wants him. Oh, dear. Have a look on the webcam tomorrow, the chicken webcam. The what? webcam. Chicken oh, it's a chicken fly, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yes. <laughs> It is. It's been a it's been a great show. It's very quick though, isn't it? Don't you think it goes very quick? It does. It does. Time flies when you're having fun. It does. So who's on next week? Are you're you're on next week, I take it. Oh, I'm just here every week yeah. now. Are you on next week? Yeah, I'll be here. Okay, so that'd be me, me, you and hopefully oh, Baz as well, I think. Yep. What's Big Baz up to next week? <sighs> he's nothing, he's back. And then we've got the Quedgley show. Oh, oh Quedgley yes. Fun Day next week as well. We'll be yes. giving out leaflets and playing a bit of seven FM. We've got Andy Henley on after the break. After the news, he's gonna be doing his show um. It's a great, great signage. It's, its acronym is Bono. Really? Big ones and new ones. Ah. <laughs> so I can see him setting up in the studio at the moment. Hello, Andy. Can he... Let's see if I can open that photo. Hello. No, that's not him. He's a Mr. Bean. <laughs> Hello. Hello. No, he does sound like Mr. Bean. I'm going to play a record now. Oh, that's God, that's just like him. Is um, it going to be like the handle between Alan Partridge and his nemesis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it ends in Foxtrot Oscar at the end, doesn't it? <laughs> but I'd just like to say thank you. What for? For just for being there, guys. What, is it for wearing my shorts? It is, for the red shorts <laughs> brigade who have been in today and the police. Does it make my bum look big? It does. <laughs> it makes it... No, that, that doesn't. That, it's just, it is. Just my bum is big. It is. So I'm going to see you next week. What about you guys? You're going to see I'll week. see me next week as well, yeah. Okay, and what about you? I'll uh, see myself next week, I yeah. <laughs> We're going to go out with a bit of Robin Thieke. Oh, I like this word. Farrell and Blurred Lights. Number one at the moment in the charts. Cool, oh, cool, cool. Like Excellent. Hey, anyway, we'll see you next week. Andy Henley after the break on 7FM. Bye. Everybody get up.